after the Lord had given us this house and opened the door so we could begin to minister in churches, he spoke to my heart to go on TV. I did not have any financial backing. I didn't have any partners. I didn't have any ministry developed, mailing list, anything of that kind. But the Lord said, go on TV. And the first Christian television station that opened here in Dallas, Texas, was a station that was called Channel 49, Keep Looking to Jesus. And uh, the two scriptures I want to mention here, in connection with this segment of my testimony, is John 15:16, "Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, He may give it you." And Second Peter 4:17. The time has come that judgments must start in the house of God. The time has come that judgment must start in the house of God. And I thought that, you know, I was, we were struggling financially to make every monthly payment. And, but the Lord said, no, go forward, go forward. I'm calling you by faith. And uh, so, when the Lord spoke specifically, very strongly in my heart, one particular day, I told my wife about it. I used to get up early. I still do, but I got up really early in the morning and would pray for about three hours or so, depending on what the schedule was, just for God's grace to make it another day, to make it another week, to make it another month totally depending on God's grace and um, I said no I have to call by faith by faith I have to call so I called station 49 and somehow I got a hold of the manager the owner and the manager of the station which is something you never do today didn't get his secretary didn't get them got straight to him and I presented myself, said who I was. He didn't know, of course, who I was. But in his office at that time, there was a man who knew our family. We had been to his church. He worked at the station. His parents and his whole family then knew us. And he confirmed that I should. he should probably allow me to come. He recommended that I would come be allowed to come and speak to him in person, the manager and the owner of Channel 49, Edward Thomas. So he gave me an appointment, and he said he wanted us to come on TV with him on his program, keep looking to Jesus, and uh, for one whole week. So we were with him for one whole week, and after that week, I still had this burden in my heart that the Lord wanted us to go on weekly TV. And the Lord gave me the title of the program and the whole thing. Like in film again, like a vision. And uh, he agreed to it. 
and uh, I explained to him my situation I said I have to do this by faith he put us on and we were on half an hour twice a week and we would preach what the Lord put in our hearts and we would sing, we would play and I would play classical music and sing classical music and my wife would sing and the children would play and my brother came one time was on several programs and he would play both the violin and the trumpet and the Lord blessed the program and the ratings started going up but of course the finance this was expensive every week and after the first month the bill came in I didn't have the money I did not feel I wanted to beg people to send money I was begging the Lord for the money he had told me to do this and then he started giving me strong messages. He started giving me dreams and visions about the situation in the United States. This was in the 80s, in the mid-80s. And the Lord said, I wanted to speak words of salt. So we changed the title of our program to Words of Salt. <coughs> and uh, we would speak these words and the Lord will actually point out certain ministries and uh, I didn't know that you couldn't do that but the Lord will point them out and he will speak words and at one time uh, the station was threatened with lawsuit and uh, I was supposed to be taken off the station because I had spoken about ministries and I had mentioned names but the Lord said what, what, the Lord, what, ha what happened was in the middle of the singing I had a section when I wasn't singing I was speaking words of knowledge that God gave me about the man his name was Jerry and uh, he had cancer of the colon and God was healing him I spoke these words and after the program, this man, I didn't know, there was a gentleman that had an other station in Chicago. He was here in Dallas visiting his mother. He called into the manager and said that he had been healed. He felt the healing power of God in his body. And he believed he got a healing from cancer of the colon. During this live program, we were on live, live on Saturday. So we know it couldn't be any editing or or no delays or anything, it was straight. And because he got healed, the manager decided to keep us on the station, regardless of the the threats of lawsuits and, and, and so forth. And he just instructed me what I could say and what I couldn't say, and I said, sure, whatever he would tell me to do, I would have to do because he was the owner of the station. So, but he gave me lots of freedom to speak the word of the Lord. And... Uh, the, the one month it went, two months after a period of time there were other people that wanted the same slot we had and so we, since we had not been able to pay uh, we, came, we were called in to question whether we would be able to pay soon or not and I said the Lord, I prayed and the Lord said within one week you will get the funds needed so we prayed and I said by faith, I said, within a week I'll be able to pay. I think it was $10,000 at the time, which 
doesn't seem much now, but in those days it could have been like 10 million. <laughs> so anyway, within one week the finance came in. And then the Lord said, before the money came in, I also said, but God said I should go from one half hour to one hour twice a week. One hour live on Saturday and then an hour in the week, which was actually a repeat of the same program. And he agreed to do this. When he agreed to do this, this is when the money was released. And the Lord was using us, and there was people that came to us, and we were ministering prophetically. And many people were healed, and, and God used this media, the t television, the live TV, to use this, he used us. And we were able, by the grace of God, to pour out His... He poured His Spirit through us, through the program, to the people. And pretty soon people were coming and saying, we're going to meet, and we're going to have meetings, and so forth and so on. And there were so many people writing us and calling us. We, were, we had to start a church. And we were meeting, and we were just to minister to the people, or a ministry, we could call it. Just to minister and pray for the people. It was not official church with the, with the building and all that. We rented a place where we could meet so we could pray for these people and teach them they had gotten saved or gotten healed. And many healings took place. Many dramatic healings took place. Many deliverances took place. I remember one lady that came in from Houston and she had said, that uh, to herself, she she traveled from Houston to Dallas, and she sat in a hotel, and she had lost her her marriage just broken, her everybody, she had come to a terrible situation in her life, and she had decided that she was going to commit suicide, but first she felt that she turned on the TV, and there we were on live TV, and when she saw the program, God ministered to her, and she decided, no, I'm not going to commit suicide, I'm going to go to this service. And in the service that we had the day after on Sunday, we prayed for her and we cast this spirit of suicide out of her. She was set free. She was saved, set free and filled with the Holy Spirit and became a supporter of the ministry. God totally transformed her life. Another gentleman came. I remember this very well. It was maybe the most dramatic miracle. He came on crutches and he had a uh, one leg not only was he on crutches he had a big brace on one of his legs and he wanted prayer because we said that the Lord heals and we, the Lord sets you free whatever the problem is it doesn't matter we were speaking these things with boldness on the program and uh, people will come they will believe it most people that came they were, didn't have a church home or they didn't have any affiliation with, with with other believers, many of them were just straight from the world. And they heard this supernaturally, they turned on the program. This man, he came anyway, and he had, had his leg fractured, his lower leg fractured 25 places. It was a, a caterpillar had ran over his leg and crushed it. And he was in constant pain, he had this huge brace, and he was walking on crutches, supported on the, by the brace. And we prayed for him. And I remember when I laid hands on his leg, I told him, 
to take the brace off so I could feel his his uh, felt by the spirit to do that. And his legs was was it was it was not solid. It was not solid. The bone was not solid. And we prayed in the name of the Lord. And do you know, God said, now tell him to get up and to walk. And at first he was a little afraid, a little timid. But as he got cursed to go forth, he started running. And he was totally healed in his leg. And he gave me the crutches and said, I will never need him again. So God was working miracles. Through words of knowledge, through prophecy, and uh, through ministry that we did in person, the people that came in connection with this program after, the day after to be ministered to. So the Lord used us, and uh, to Him be all the glory. It was a wonderful time. It was a tough time, but the the, the, the toughest thing was the, for me was the financial financial side. I wasn't used to believe God for every dollar or believe God to take on such a a, a thing as a, a, a weekly program uh, of having to pay, two, I think that it was $2,000 actually a week that we had to pay. And I had no way, of, I, 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 had, I wasn't asking people to send money, I wasn't, I was just asking the Lord. And we came, we came to the place that we were in debt, fifth, over $50,000. And the pressure was so strong on me. And I said, Lord, if you don't pay this now, I'm quitting the program. I'm quitting. You told me to do this. It's not been paid for. You told me not to ask people for money. You told me to do this in faith. Money has not come in. Now you have to pay it, or I'm quitting with this. And the pressure was so strong. I remember I was driving on the freeway, and I felt the pressure so strongly that I, I had to drive, pull off the, to the side of the freeway because I was getting dizzy from the pressure. But the Lord spoke to me. I said, this, when I spoke to God and I said these things, and He said, when you come home, somebody will call you and you will answer and they will, they will supply the funds for these programs. So when I come home, came home, and the phone rang. I went to the phone, answered the phone, here was this man wanting to support the program, asking how the financial situation was. I explained it to him. He said, I'll take care of it. Pay the whole bill. Pay the whole bill. So we were able to continue with our TV program for years. And God was miraculously supplying our finance, finances needed for this program. And so we were speaking words against against these evil, corrupt spirits that were in the church and that were being exposed in the 80s. The judgment that was falling upon the church, the sin was being exposed. And the time has come that judgment must start at the house of God. So there was a judgment, there was a cleansing going on for the revival that will come later. So the revival started with a cleansing and uh, even ministries that were huge the Lord will give me words for them I knew I couldn't mention them by name but by inference I could mention them and the Lord said to me that they were the, the three mega churches the largest mega churches in Dallas Texas that they if they didn't repent this is what I'm saying on live TV that they would have to close down and sure enough that happened the three largest churches were, were closed down 
not as something we rejoice over, but it was, it was this prophetic spirit of the Lord came upon, came upon me and upon my wife, and we were speaking these words in love, speaking these words with the love of God, so that there would be a, a cleansing, there would be a, a correction. <coughs> as the Lord led us, we had we had we just answered the calling. So anyway, there was a very intense time, very, very intense time. And uh, this is my testimony of the grace of God. God can do it. I had no possibility, no idea that I was going to get into something like this. I was a musician. I was a, I was an opera singer. I loved what I was doing. I loved the Lord and I loved the Spirit. And now He's leading me to a foreign land to do these strange things. <laughs> but in obedience, in faith... So at the end of this time period, I'm just going to mention this also now. This next segment will be about how the Lord showed me that He would open the door to Latin America. In one of the services, there came a minister, and his name was Domingo Pilarte, and he was an evangelist from... A, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Republica Dominicana, Santo Domingo is the capital. And he came together with the manager. And we had a meeting then on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. And he came and he ministered and he said he wanted to pray for us. He wanted to pray over me. So after the program, he talked about how there were so many angels there present in, in the service. He had a lot of worship and we were praying. I just want to insert that before every program we made, the Lord impressed upon me to fast that day. Before every service that we did, the Lord impressed upon me to pray. For one and a half years, I fasted. The Lord impressed upon me to fast for three and a half days every week. For one and a half years. And then the Lord said, no, now you have to start eating regularly. So we were seeking God. We were desperate for God's help. I knew I couldn't do any of these things. Anyway, this man comes and he was very positive. And of course, he spoke fluent Spanish, spoke broken English. But he wanted to pray with us. And he, the manager of the television station invited us. To come, he had a prayer a room there at the station, and he asked, he asked if we could pray together, Pilarte, and we came there together in at the station after the service, and he prayed, but he said he was such a humble man. First time I, I met such a person so totally humble so humble. He had been in jail. He started over 500 churches in the Caribbean, Caribbean, on the Caribbean islands. And he had been so persecuted by the Catholic Church. He had been in jail. He had been left for dead. He drowned one time. God brought him up out of the water. Uh, he was began to preach barefoot when he was just a boy. An anointed man of God. Tremendously anointed of God. And he asks me to pray for him. That's how humble he was. I want him to pray for him. And I say, you pray for me. So I pray, you know, in English 
for him. And then he said, can I pray for you? I said, yes, please. That's what I want you to do. And he prayed for me from his heart with tears. He has poured out his spirit. And he saw a vision. The vision he saw was of a harvest field. According to his description, a similar vision to what I had had in Stockholm. And he said, the Lord has called you to the last harvest. And he said he had called to bring down strongholds over churches, over cities, and over nations. And in, within one year you would preach in Spanish. This was a prophetic word he brought. I was totally overwhelmed. I didn't know Spanish. But by faith, I thanked them and I, we said, Thank you, brother. We believe this. We receive this from the Lord. And I didn't know how this was going to be brought to pass. But God said, go and buy a Spanish bilingual Bible. Reina Valera, King James. So I bought a Spanish Bible. And I started to read it. So Genesis to Revelation. Three times. And then the Lord said, I'm sending you now. And I got an invitation to preach in Caracas, Venezuela. I had not studied Spanish, but I had memorized scriptures. And I was invited to preach there. And I fasted 21 days before. Came there. And the Lord started working. I did not know what people were saying because I didn't know Spanish. But the Lord opened my understanding this week when I was there. I had never studied the verbs or anything. The 14 forms of every word, every verb in Spanish. And I knew nothing about these things. But by faith, and as I began to speak these scriptures, and in, in, in quote the scriptures from Ephesians 6.10, for instance, Por lo demás, hermanos míos, fortaleceos en el Señor, en el poder de su fuerza, and so on. The demons started manifesting in people. The presence of God came. And there was a revival in the church. And God opened my understanding and He gave me Spanish, the Spanish language in a supernatural way that week. Hallelujah. And this is the end of this, <laughs> of this segment. And to God be all the glory and all the praise. May God richly bless you is my prayer. Amen.